0: Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Let's roll this sound gun. Roll out, Ryan Cook fishing. What's up? Sebastian report. It's a Sunday, which is new. Yeah, this unusual. is unusual. This is a first. I don't think we've ever done one on a Sunday.
1: But doing one, we're doing one I actually feel rested up for.
0: Yeah, right? Not, not, not like a crazy day at work and then coming home and doing it. So um, I had a day of fishing, which is cool. I don't think I've ever done a podcast where I like fished the same day. Possibly, maybe. You do them all the time.
1: They do. That's that's the norm.
0: Lucky dog. Um, what's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us again. Uh, it's about four days since our last one. Um, trying to squeeze in as many as we can here before... Uh, my vacation and then um Ryan's gonna be going on vacation so we're gonna we're gonna try to get as many as we can here but there's gonna be some other things going on and our guest today Mr. Hewlin Johnson Jr. uh Sundays is the day that he can make it happen and we wanted to do that so
1: a dude of the delta himself
0: yeah the guy's a stick um and he's a he's a big supporter of the podcast uh talk to him on on the IG pretty regularly and um (laughs) Yeah, man, the guy just catches them. He's had some great days uh, fishing the ABA and the new gen this year. So, um, just want to kind of pick his brain a little bit, see what's going on out there on the old Delta.
1: The old Delta. The Delta. <laughs> I love that. You like that? I like that.
0: That's uh, that's that's my old that's the Oklahoma roots from from my from my Mimo side. Yeehaw! <laughs> no, man. Um, yeah, stoked to be here. Um, we got, as far as business, I just put, you know what I just put on my truck? I just put uh stage top gun shop sticker on there. There you go. Spear point hooks on there. I, I had to add some stickers to the truck, so I went ahead and did that. Thanks to both of those fine companies for helping us out, uh, as well as CBT, cowdy Bait and Tackle for you that aren't in the know, and yep. Phoenix Rods that we put to work today. Those are Ryan's. They done.
1: are some workhorses, man, and then Ryan
0: puts to work every
1: day, every day. Well, not this last week. Well, a couple times. It's been a rough week. It's been a long week fishing. Not much. Anyway, yeah, we just usually we, they get put to work five days a week every week.
0: Well, we uh we talked yeah. and had you do a a report like just like I said a couple days ago. So we're gonna we're gonna skip that one. I was out today on the local pond. Um, weather was crazy. So it's Sunday and. You and
1: the boy got him.
0: We, we did get them. The weather was weird. Weird. I was not expecting I thought it was going to be super hot today. Maybe it was I'd like just, humid. I, I didn't look at the weather. I thought it was going to be like a scorcher. And then about 11 o'clock, all these clouds started coming over, get some breeze. And we were like, because we were really hot in the morning. And I was like, oh, this is nice. And then they just kept coming and they got darker and darker by the time i got home we were only out there for three and a half hours or so but by the time i got home it was spitting rain and it was raining just now just a second ago um
1: i was not so crazy yeah
0: weird i don't know if that's just the bay area but um i i got someone who's up uh in the hills around tahoe and it was they had some rain and stuff up there too so weird
1: you there yep sorry i had to mute it real quick i you My fart. Thing there. I'm, I'm back. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm, I may have to. Not. Not then though. But thanks
0: for muting it for us. But uh, the I know inter- what I can. the interesting thing today um, was I've been trying to get the kid ready to go so that he can start taking the trick. Because what I have been doing with him is you know, I just give him some lines and then I put the boat in the water. He holds the lines and I come down and we take care of it that way. Well, I was already planning on having him actually pull the boat off the trailer this time. So launching the boat. Um,
1: today was the day.
0: Today was the day. But and I, I and he was thinking we had second thoughts. Yeah, he, he wasn't real confident. And then I went back in the boat and tried to find my lines. And for some reason, I had taken them out of my boat. So it was sink or swim. I was like, dude, you got to do it because I don't got any lines. And so I had everything lined up just right. I even I had, you know, put I got the boat down enough to where I could He trim down. He's got the, I even had him turn the motor just right so that he could, it's a two lane and there's, there's docks on either side so that he'd be able to move out when he put it in reverse. All of that went to shit <laughs> immediately. <laughs> as soon as he put that thing in gear Okay,
1: and give us a play by play.
0: He's sideways. He's sideways within about three seconds and he's in reverse going towards the other dock in reverse. And I'm just and there's like dudes like bank fishing watching me. Luckily, there was nobody else on the ramp because it was pretty early. All the all the skiers weren't there yet. But I was like, all right, and I just told him to stay calm. I was like, get it out of gear. I was like, put it, you know, forward. And I said, crank that thing over. And he was able to just shh, stayed calm, stayed mm-hmm. with it, and it was not a qualified captain situation. He was able to get out in the clear in the open water. <laughs> And uh, then all I had to worry about was him actually making it back to the dock to pick me up, which he handled really well. Right. And, you know, just using the wind and taking things slowly. But those type of things, I was really, I was really proud of him because that takes some confidence. I've seen grown ass men that, that uh, would have probably freaked out in this situation. So, well, if you follow a qualified captain.
1: If you don't follow the qualified captain, go follow. <laughs> there's some really funny stuff. Bad, in there.
0: I- bad idea of boating as well
1: is another good one one of these days we'll have to have Diana tell the story of the first time I had her back the boat off the trailer and yeah, it was a, uh, it was funny. There was a kill switch, not hooked up involved and she wakeboard boats all over and Ooh. yeah, it was, it's fun. It wasn't funny at the time to her, but it, it's a funny story now, but yeah, another one for another day, but that made my day. To day. I, I just got to say, I mean, that made my day today. I saw the pictures of you and him out there, you sent me some pictures of him out in the boat doing his own thing, and and you know, I know you know this. I'm preaching to the choir, but like, I don't, you know, have my own son to make those memories with, but I have those memories with my dad, just like you do with yours, and mm-hmm. that's that kind of stuff's a big deal. That stuff he's going to remember forever, you know, and that's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I was just telling you this. He's not the, he's not super into fishing. He's not like super into it. It's not something that at this point in his life that he's like all about but when he does come out with me i mean he he catches him he's good luck when i have him on the boat he always ends up catching and yeah he gets down on himself i think it's like i'm not gonna catch anything and like i told you like end of the day i'm like just and i just pulled him up on the juice i'm like we got to end this day on on a good note you know and sometimes i think that's the key right if you can leave the lake on a good note that's what he's going to remember that's not going to be what like, that
1: kid needs is one of those days where he goes out and catches like 25 or 30 bass. Well, you know we, what I mean? We used where to, ha-
0: we used to right have that. Open. We used to have that at Anderson, you know? Okay. Uh, and then this dipshit of a county that I live in, uh, can't take care of small
1: dams. So don't blame it on the county. It's the whole state, but
0: I mean, it, yeah, but this county is really, yeah. really, really poor. I mean, it's one of the richest places on the planet and they can't take care of a couple dams. These things are small. And, and I was talking to Mike about this last week. They don't care about recreation. Recreation doesn't mean anything to them. Like right. their idea of recreation is here's an open space. Go walk, go ride your yeah. bike. And that's fine. If you want to go walk, ride your bike. Great. But th- that's it. That's that's all you got. You got a place where people can walk. Cool. Awesome. Really, really stand up recreational work by the county yep. of Santa Clara.
1: Fantastic. Anyway, so, if rant- anybody's in the area, make sure to stop by for some fantastic walking.
0: Yeah, there's a lot area. of walking. Yeah, go for it. Um, anyway, uh, rant over. But, yeah, I mean, Anderson was great like that. You can go out there with the kids, and you can catch 20 fish in a day. The kid can catch 20 fish. And That's Oliver had awesome. his biggest one out there. He caught, like, a 6.25 or something out there. So, it just sucks because Coyote That's and Anderson one. and Calero, I mean, Denise used to run those tournaments up here and they're, you know, this is where Zaldane used to fish and it's, it used to be so great, you know, and it's like really sad to see what
1: it's become. Right. But anyway. Well, that, that I'm glad you guys got to make those memories today. Yeah. It may not be his may not be his thing, but he's out there doing it with you and w- whether he ends up becoming a long-term fisherman or not, he's still going to appreciate those times with you. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that.
0: Yep. Yeah, we had fun. And we always just BS and you know, we didn't we didn't we don't really go after it too hard when I'm out there with him. We're just really having fun. So
1: I got to grab something. I'm just going to mute for 10 15 seconds here. I'll be right back.
0: Moral of the story is get out there with your kids because it's uh yeah, like I said it is important. And and they're hilarious, man. Like kids are, do the craziest stuff. He was naming fish today. Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos and and uh Bill Gates. <laughs> like, what's going on here?
1: There we are. My kids
0: crazy. Mike I did I tell I I was just saying I the, the he was naming uh, all the fish after um CEOs of tech companies. <laughs> He's like definitely my kid, weird as hell, but God love him.
1: I love that. God love him. That's awesome. We're
0: gonna we're gonna get He is a neat
1: kid. We've had the pleasure of hanging out with him a few times.
0: No, I I love that kid, man. He's
1: both neat kids.
0: He just had uh he just so he just had his last day of fourth grade on Friday and had a really good report card. And so I mean I can't be anything but super proud of the kid.
1: And you should be I
0: am a lucky, lucky
1: dude. You are a blessed dude. You very much are. I mean we both are and
0: don't take, there's, think there's don't no,
1: take, no doubt about that. You can't take things for granted. My don't friend.
0: take things for granted. It's
1: very important. All Do right. we have a quick second or yeah, are we having forward. a call in right Jeff, now? I'm an,
0: I, I just sent it over to him. Usually it takes about uh, two minutes. So we'll see how we'll see just how quick a, he is on that.
1: Just a quick, cool little story here. Not, not really important, but it, I mean, it is to Diana and I, so our good friends, actually a couple um, Fred and Mariah who started off as clients they become super good friends of ours they they had a baby who is now he just turned five months old and they are getting married um, this September so they know Diana and I are both ordained like we are we are actually ordained ministers because we have40 dollars in a checking account that we paid for our licenses to do that to marry people so anyway they bring this baby over to come visit last night. We haven't got to meet him yet. They drove down from sack. I did a fish fry. We cooked sturgeon. It was awesome. And, um, the baby gets here in this cute little onesie, just this little chunky monkey in a onesie. And it says on the front of his onesie, it says Ryan and Diana, we couldn't think of a better couple for the job. And then on the back, it says, will you be our, Oh, and then there's a bass. So fish, and then E ints on the bottom. So, Long story short, I'll 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 post something on my story. But they had this baby in a onesie, asking us to be the officiants for their wedding. So we're going to like tag team their wedding, which is going to be cool.
0: Pretty cool. And I, pretty I'm cool.
1: holding in my hand a little square bill that says RC Fishing and then the date of it, and then it says Oh eant Like it's I saw it. It was cute. It made better sense in on the picture actually, but yeah, just a cool story. It was it was pretty awesome.
0: And uh, also. So if you're on Facebook, the Facebook presence is probably going to get a lot better than it has been. Um, I have just been basically porting through anything we do on Instagram into Facebook. But Ryan is now the official admin of the TBR Facebook account. So
1: I forgot about that. Yeah.
0: So if you are on Facebook and uh, into that whole deal, um, I am not. But Ryan is. And he's going to be the guy over there. So. We're gonna pump, pump, pump it up. If you're not on uh, on Instagram and you are on Facebook now, if you can reach out to him and and there will be probably a little bit more of a prompt reply than than I've been able to, or my wife really has
1: been the one who's been dealing with that. Joel doesn't even like to say the word Facebook. It kills him. I'm not a huge fan. He eats
0: Facebook. Well, I'm not a huge, fan. <laughs> um, but um, anyway, so that's that's the deal there. So uh, Instagram um, is more me, and Brian's gonna be the Facebook deal.
1: In fact, I'm going to go on while we're doing this. And I forgot I can do that now. That's awesome. Here you can't we go. play with social media while you're working, Doug. I do it all day, all day, every <laughs> day. Okay. That is literally all. That is what I'm doing while we're doing this podcast. Just so you know, on, no, <clears throat> no, sometimes. Oh, we do have to, one unread, one unread message. Here we that. go.
0: So thanks to, uh, thanks to all the Patreon uh, people as always, um, you really keep this thing going. We're able to buy Ryan a new mic after he broke his, and um, yeah, keep us keep us going back to uh, Cowdy Bait and Tackle and buying cool stuff that we can give away for, um, for the monthly deal. And yeah. also, all the guys that are that are rocking the hats out there and tagging us—that's really cool, man. That's that is that's, awesome. It's weird though. That's weird.
1: We got Joey Skim and Nick Cloutier out there Both, doing their videos, yeah. doing their weigh-ins with hats on. That's pretty awesome. And
0: then yeah. Guys, today Drew today uh, posted a, a photo. Tag us in those, man. I'd be be happy to share them. Um, Show you guys are catching out there. I rarely post anything that I do on the on the the bash report. Um, this is not really about me, but um, the kid was wearing the TBR hat, so I did I did post one today.
1: So as we're talking here, my guy, our Facebook. <clears throat> account just got a message from zach thompson
0: Mm -hmm.
1: who he's been a long time um hammer of a tournament fisherman in this whole area the central to northern california area you guys do a fabulous job my boy nick cloutier turned me on to you you were pre-fishing with him at clear lake for the wild west that was yeah pro-am and i think i made you a sandwich he did
0: zach made me one of the best um the best sandwiches i've ever had especially i mean because I, i i don't really think too far ahead when it comes to that stuff because usually don't eat on the water. I right. bring water and stuff, but I don't eat a whole lot. um But he literally, so we're fishing towards him, and him and Nick are, are buddies. And Nick sticks like a seven pounder, literally right <laughs> in front of Zach. And Zach's like, "All right, you want me to make you a sandwich?" <laughs> I'm like, "He looks at me. You want a sandwich?" I'm like, I, "I'm not going to turn down a yeah, sandwich." Yeah, I, I
1: absolutely do. He
0: made us uh, delicious <clears throat> sandwiches, and yeah, really cool, really so- cool
1: guy finish that with catching up on episodes make, makes the drive to the Columbia River and downtown San Diego for the Apex events way better. Keep up the good work. If you're ever looking for somebody, maybe we can hook up some time. Tight lines. Zach. We're going to have that guy. Hello. Mr. Hugh and Johnson Jr. Hey, hey. What's up? <laughs> How you guys doing? What's going on, man? We're better you know, now man, that you're I'm here.
0: I'm chilling. I'm chilling. That's good to hear, man. Glad to hear from uh, you guys. You as well. So... Yeah. I mean, you've, yeah. you've been, you've been following us on Instagram and you're always like, always liking all of our stuff. And I'm watching you out there just sticking bigs, whether it be ABA or new Gen, fishing with Obi. I'm like, I got to get this guy on. I mean, it just like had to happen. So I'm sorry about, I'm sorry about last week. Uh, we had, we had, I don't know if you heard about the, uh, Ryan cook mishap with the microphone, but, uh, we were able to get that fixed and I'm glad we can
1: have, you. I on. broke my microphone. I, I, I get a little clumsy. I heard about it, man. I heard. It.
2: What'd you do to it?
1: <laughs> it made it not Drop work it. <laughs> no more. Big old yeah. foot. Yeah. No, uh, I, actually, man. I didn't even. I I pulled it down with my arm from my headphones where they're attached. It's, uh, it, yeah. Yeah. I'm a hey, I'm a lot of things, like but agile is not one of them. I'll tell you that much. Hey, me either,
2: man. I'm the same way. Break stuff all the time. Yeah, but no, I've, I've yeah I've been following you guys, listening to you guys for a while, man. Um, you know, I'm always I'm a student of the game, so I'm, I, I like to hear what other people have to say and their takes on things. So that's yeah.
1: humbling. It's it's always cool to like see these guys that we get to see and follow, and they're like, oh, we're following you, and it's you know, it just it's it really is. It's cool. humbling, but it's awesome, man.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I feel the same way, man. But. Yep, just constantly learning and just, uh, man, just trying to soak up as much as I can and get better.
1: Always a student of the game.
0: Well, yep. it seems like you've been soaking it up rather well, man. Um, you're out there <laughs> you're out there catching eight, almost nines in tournaments. Pretty, I mean, you're catching big fish consistently in these tournaments, um, and you're doing well. And I just yep. really wanted to have you on to kind of talk about, you know, and I don't know how far back your tournament fishing goes. But I, I just kind of want to hear more about your story and, and, uh, and yeah, man, can, yeah. You, can you give us a, give us a start kind of like where you live, where'd you grow up and how'd you start fishing the Delta as, as proficiently as you do?
2: Oh man, I appreciate that. So man, I've been, to be honest, I've been fishing the Delta since I was a baby, man. Like literally like, so my dad, I mean, he's had me on the water since I was probably one, you know, mainly the Delta. Um, we did like a lot of bank fishing, so we, we fish in whiskey slew and, uh, you know, like bullfrog and all that. Um, Oh yeah. And that's how I started. It was all just at that time though, it was, you know, bluegill catfish. Like that's what we did, you know? And, um, I was just always intrigued with bass though. So he would have us out there doing that and I would, you know, I'd find a worm in his tackle box or something and, and throw that out there. Um, so yeah, you know, I did that as a kid growing up, like that was, that's all I did was fish. So, um, yeah, around like junior high. So in junior high, we moved from, I grew up in Hayward originally, uh, junior high, we moved to Fremont and there was a lake out there called Corey lakes. Um, so man, I, I would get over there as much as I can. And I, I went mm-hmm. from like bluegill fishing and all that to, I, I started trout fishing, So I had trout fish in there. Uh, they also like catfish and bass in there. I do all that there, but it was just a few minutes from the house. So, you know, I could ride my bike there. Um, I remember, man, I'd I'd be on the trail at like four o'clock in the morning, riding my bike to be there when the gates open and I would be there trout fishing and doing all that. Um, while still going to the Delta, like on the weekends, you know, Oh man, I love it. You know, any kind of fishing I love, I just, this bass fishing just holds a different spot for me. So, um, but, Yeah, I did that for a long time. I, mean, I had it bad though. Like I, I remember ditching school and going fishing. I had like a little telescopic pole. I keep my backpack when I'm leaving the house. <laughs> and man, I, I'd be a court. <laughs> I'd, I'd be a Cory Lake trout fishing, man. Like that that's what I did and then um you know, right around when I when I graduated high school, um got my first real job and uh I remember I got a tax return. I went and bought like my first boat. It was like a $1500 boat. And man, I was straight to the Delta. The boat broke down every time I took it out, you know, but uh I was out there and uh, that was probably like man, that might have been like twenty eleven, maybe. Right. And that was about the time about the time I met Obity. You know, I was I was and I was like nineteen years old, twenty years old. And uh yeah, that's when I met Obity, man. I was out there in a broke down boat and we just clicked ever since then and then um I just kept going, man, like 2012, 2013. I think I got my first tournament. Um, got my teeth kicked in. You know, I was when I first started tournament fishing. That was like at the tail end when Mark and Jamon were doing their damage. Obie and Clint, Clint were doing what they were doing. You know, right. And uh, and then it formed to where you know Harv and Jamon started fishing together. So we were fishing against those guys, getting our teeth kicked in every tournament. and They're coming in with thirty pound bags, thirty five pound bags. Right. So it was. It was super. Humbling, I remember man, those but,
1: days. I remember watching that very closely.
2: Yeah, those man, those guys were on fire, man. And I just remember watching it, like, man, what, what do I have to do to get to get to this level? You know, it was, it was crazy. But at the time, I'm out there, I'm throwing Sankos and stuff like that, and I'm catching all these, you know, two pounders, and you know, and it just, yeah, man, I had to, I had to learn the ropes and just, you know, figure out how to catch these bigger fish. But
1: well, that's how it started.
2: So I've been. Yeah. But you,
1: but but you had that mentality. I I don't mean to interrupt you, and please keep going. But you had that mentality. I'm good, yeah. Okay, I'm getting my butt kicked. So how do I get better? A lot of guys have that mentality. Yeah. Well, I'm just getting my butt kicked, so I'm going to quit. You know what I'm saying? And that right yeah. there, I mean, that right there says a lot. And that right there is what makes a a, a true competitor. You know?
2: That's real, man. You know, I just keep going. You know, like. <laughs> It's funny because you'll get your teeth kicked in. You'll just be like, "Man, I'm done with this," and I'll wake up the next day. It's been times I got my teeth kicked in. I'll wake up the next day and I'm I'm back on the water, like right. You know, I got to go back and get some kind of redemption. So, um, that's what I'm just I'm a student of it. And
0: where do you live now? Man, I
2: mean a lot of these. I live in uh in Oakley, so I'm I'm like. 10 minutes from Russo's. I'm about like five minutes from big break. So we're
1: right 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 there in in the heart of it, bud.
2: Yeah. I'm right. I'm right down the street, man. And that, you know, that, that also goes in with the story too. Like, uh, that, to be honest, that's the whole reason I moved out this way. Like, of course (laughs) it's cheaper and all that stuff, but man, to be this close to the, to the water, man, that was always, always my dream.
0: Yeah. Especially with gas nowadays, man. It's like, it's nice that you can just do that drive for me. It's, I've said this before, but yeah. even an hour, you know, an hour, an hour both ways, it's an hour fifteen for me to get to, yeah, the closest launch, and man, that's hard nowadays. It's 150 dollars for a day of fishing. Oh, it's, it's crazy, man. Where, where do you where do you stay now? I'm in San Jose right now. Oh
2: yeah, so you got a you got a long drive even to get to Tracy, the southernest part. It's, it's yeah. a drive for you.
0: Yep. Yeah, so man, I plan on up. I plan on doing a lot more this year. I haven't given up, but um, I just can't I can't swing that, man. Yeah, it's expensive, man. Fill up the
2: truck and the boat, and all the launch ramps have went up too. So you're spending fifteen twenty dollars every it's time you launch. You know, twenty
0: bucks. Yeah, it's crazy.
2: It's crazy, man. So, but hey, we love fishing, so we do it.
0: That's we we do it. My wife, my wife will test. Yep. We we still do it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I do man. I fish a lot <laughs> well yeah. and, it, and it shows so yeah. when you did so you started getting into that stuff when when Mark was still here, uh you met obi, you were doing your thing, and I think mm-hmm. one of the questions I wanted to ask you, and I've talked to a couple guys about this, but um w- what was it for you and you saying you're throwing the senko out there and do the same thing, and every once in a while you get lucky you'll get mm-hmm. going on it, but um what yeah. really changed for you? And do you have any mentors that like, was it a gradual process or was it one of those things where you went with a couple guys and maybe you just, everything just kind of clicked?
2: Yeah. So it was, it was a mix of both, man. Like I had guys that kind of led me to the water, but I had to drink, you know what I mean? Like they kind of showed me. So, um, man, to be honest with you, of course I met Obi first and all that. And he definitely like took me under his wing. Like he, man, we just clicked, you know what I mean? So, um, but I, I would say the first guy that, like, I went out with, and he showed me, like, the ropes, and it was it was punching. Hopefully he doesn't get mad with me saying that, but it was Jermon Andrews, man. I went out with him, and he he took me punching for a day. And it was, it was, like, it was just amazing to me because I'm sitting here, and I'm like, these guys are, like, just killing me in tournaments. And then, you know, I know they have a lot more knowledge than I did, but it was just the size of fish I was catching compared to what they were catching was just, like, it didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But he took me out punching man and it was just the fish he caught that dude knows the river and um man we caught fish all day and big ones you know and then from there of course me and nobody always talking on the phone and you know we started going out and um you know but they were never like go to this spot go to this spot do this it was more of like this you know this is how you fish it and then i had to go out and find my own stuff Absolutely. and just put it put it to use but those guys are like instrumental for me and then um you know, I got a lot of other... Dutra, me and Dutra talk a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we kind of think to say... He's, he's on a deeper level, of course, than I am, but we have, like, the same mentality when it comes to, to fishing in the Delta. I'm, like, real, like, into the details and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, those guys, man, they were they were instrumental for me on the Delta.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's... And and I, I agree. I went out with a couple guys that showed me the punch thing, and it, but it's never about... It's never about the spots. Never about the water. It's about, you know. I, and I, I always ask guys like, "How, how can I get better?" And like you said, find your own spots. Um, but really, I mean, you could someone could show you a spot. That's not going to help you much, because you, you I mean no, because, these fish are going to move different times of the year. They're going to be different places. And we talk about this like, don't you can't you can't fish memories. You know, um, there's always yeah. going to be your favorite spots, yeah. of course. But um, yeah, man. Yeah. So like that mentality you talk about like, is it a, and, and without, and don't ever like, do not think we're trying to get too much juice out of you. I always make, want to make sure everybody knows that oh, yeah. don't give too much away, but I mean, um, for guys out there that are, that are, you know, trying to figure out the water, trying to catch, trying to catch a couple, a couple younders. Um, how do you, how do you yeah. go about, how do you go about like, what's the mentality you got to have?
2: Man, to me, as far as the fishing part goes with a Delta, I think timing is everything like, you know, um, just like you said, I mean, I think the Delta is an exception to you can't fish memories because of tides. Those fish to me, they'll always set up the same most of the time, year after year. That's how I feel. Okay. Like you could go back to stuff and you know, Hey, I caught them on low tide here year after year. I'm big on note taking too. Like I got a, uh, a notebook here that I, I, document everything these last two to three years that's been huge for me um but yeah those fish on the delta that's how they do they're kind of repetitive like you can catch them pretty much in the same places you caught them year after year if you know your timing. so the way i'll do my practices i know i have spots that are just i consider like tournament water so during my actual practice times i'll go try to find new stuff and if that stuff isn't better than what i know my tournament water is then I'll go. I go. I will fall back on my tournament water. Mm-hmm. If I found something that's better or just as good, then I'll run both those. You know, that's that's kind of how I break it down. But
1: um, so during practice, what, do you do you ever check your tournament water, or you just know, like you have confidence, you know they're there. You're going to get your timing down. and You're going to catch them.
2: Both. So yeah, there are times where it's like I got to go look at it. You know, and I'll make a couple flips. Um or whatever, you know, whatever I'm throwing, but there are times when I'll check it or if I fished a tournament the week before, and I kind of already know, or two weeks before, you know, um, but what's huge for me too, man, I mean, just with these, these big is uh, for me, that's what I fish for, you know, it burns me sometimes, but mm-hmm. I like to fish for big ones, like, I like to punch, frog, you know, throw top water, that's, that's what I enjoy doing, you know, but. Um, it hurt me though. This last MLS man, it was, you know, I tried to, I tried to run that game plan and it hurt me. You know, I got kind of hard headed and it's hard to do that in, a, in an event like that. But that's, that's how I catch most of my big ones is that's what I fish for. You know, not to say you can't catch them drop shotting and throwing a Senko and all that stuff. But to me, I have the confidence with a flipping stick that I would with, you know, somebody who enjoys a throw a Senko or how I like to throw a Senko, you know, back when I first started.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, you know, but, when you're fishing for big fish, especially on a place like the Delta where there's so many of them, I mean, yeah. a guy can have a, you know, kind of a rough tournament. But, I mean, really, you're only two bites a day away from having a fantastic tournament, you know?
2: Exactly. You know, that's that's huge. And there are times, man, like I, I, me and Obi have had a ton of them where it's just like, man, we, you know, we'll have one, you know, we'll need, we'll have four. And we'll just need one more. and We're like, man, we got to pick up that senko, or do, you know, we gotta we gotta come back with five, you know. And a lot of times we'll have to do that to catch that fifth, you know, because we'll get like four bites on the bigger stuff, and we gotta resort back to that, you know, throwing a senko or drop shot, just some, you know, something to get that fifth fish in the boat. We gotta do that sometimes.
0: That's not a bad position to but, be in. <laughs> to be in, though. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, yeah. If you guys for able sure to yeah. put the good ones on, and then. You- pick up the Sanko and, and get that last one. I mean, I know at the, with the last yeah. pigeon, you just couldn't get rid of that last, what, 13 inch fish, you know?
2: Oh man, that fish killed us. We just, but that, you know, that was one of those times where I didn't revert back to a Sanko or something. I think, you know, that because we started to see fish, you know, cruising around and stuff, that probably would have been a better idea to flip that around. But we just, I was hard headed and we just kept that flipping stick and that frog and just trying to force them to eat that. And we have, you know, we had that one big one and the other were, Pretty solid outside that 13 incher man we just could not get rid of it but it was because we you know we didn't we didn't make that adjustment or or whatever but
1: yeah, yeah but that's a winning mentality too though you know it's not yeah. a yeah it's not a like let's we well, just ken, catch a limit and see what happens like that's a winning mentality
0: ken ma talks about that and yeah we, we, we asked him would you you know are would you rather tr- just keep grinding, get that limit and call up a little 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 by little and he's like, Man, I swing <clears throat> I swing for the fences. And if you look at the way that guy's been yeah. fishing on the Apex and the Wild West, it's working out real real well for him.
2: Yeah, that's real. And I, I watch all the Ken stuff, man. That's like one of my idols out here. But he that's that's the truth, you know, like I feel like every tournament I go into that's my goal. Like I don't you know, of course I want to catch five fish, but I don't go in to my day thinking like that, it's like I want to get five big ones, you know. So, you know, I, I know I, I may only get a handful of bites, but I'm fishing for, you know, a better quality of fish mm-hmm. most of the time, yeah. And so, what, what um, but,
0: I'm sorry, so but I
2: was just no. gonna say what comes with that though, like what's real important to me, that's the thing, you know, I was talking about with Phil is that for me, I feel like, um, fish landing is huge too, you know that's real big because these bites that you're going to get doing that, you're not going to get many of them. So you have to capitalize on them. You know what I mean? So I'm real big on making sure all my hooks are sharp and, Mm -hmm. you know, rods have a certain, you know, specific, you know, bend to them and things like that. That's huge for me. I've been through like five different brands of flipping sticks until I finally settled on one I like. that kind of thing. So I'm always trying to like better it or just, you know, have my, you know, my, land ratio as high as I can get it.
1: Mm-hmm. The last oh. MLF,
2: I, I did horrible with that, but, you know, in general I, I, I really pride myself on not losing fish.
1: There's so many things that can go wrong out there on the water that you can't control that that's, that's one thing that I've always been taught, you know, that I've always tried to preach is is, is you control every variable that you possibly can, you know, and the rest will just yeah. come as it may. Leave it to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's I think that's a huge part, though. That guys don't really talk about is just, you know, how important it is. Like making sure your hooks are right, you know, your line, the correct rod, all, all that stuff. Man, it's huge. You
1: know, I've got, I've got one question just off the top of my head, and yeah, it's not a, it's not something that's popular to talk about, but I feel like it's, I know that it's very important. So when. Two things that you said you do a lot of to catch big fish. You throw frogs and you punch, which that's for anybody that catches big mm-hmm. ones on the Delta. That's no secret. But yeah. can we just ask you real quick, what is your gear ratio for each one of those techniques? And everybody knows if you're throwing a frog or you're punching. You're probably throwing heavy braid, 65, whatever, yeah. at least 50. I know that Obadi's talked about before. He, he punches with a lot of 50. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. So we both decide. When it comes to punch, so I do everything else too. You know, like I do, I throw swim baits, chatter baits, of course, and wake baits. I do, I do all that stuff. Um, when it comes to flipping, I got three flipping sticks. So um I punch with a. It's a rod. It's called a Senko sticks. It's from a, a company based in Florida. I kind of settled with those. those. Are man, great rods. Super sensitive, light. They're real parabolic. I think that's huge with punching. You know, a lot of guys, you know, are, they. They punch with like broomsticks and you really want your rod to like kind of bow to them, to those fish when they eat it in that grass. Mm-hmm. So I like a softer tip rod to kind of cushion that, you know, um, and that rod is perfect for that to me. So when it comes to the braid, I I, uh, I use suffix 832 and 50 pound test in yellow. I like to see the bites when they're eating it, when I'm punching um because that's how most of your bites will come sometimes you don't feel anything you'll just see that line tick a little bit or you'll lift up it'll be
1: heavy see, that kind I, of thing. I love that right there nobody has ever said that on this show one time to punch with yellow braid ever well i think yeah i,
0: <laughs> I got guys will, guys will be like well they're gonna see it it's like "Do
1: you're punching do you your, sharpie uh, yeah. up the first four or five foot of line like do you run a sharpie over it or no
2: for sure yeah so the, about four or five feet of it i do sharpie it um, okay. so I'll sharpie that four or five foot and then, uh, yeah, the rest is yellow. You know, you can see that bite and, um,
1: that is a fantastic tip a, right there. I'm sorry, but that, that is absolute <laughs> gold right thank there.
2: You. Yeah. That's, that's big, man. You know, watching that line jump. Um, and I, uh, I punch with a titanium. I think it's an eight, five to one gear ratio. And, uh, eight,
1: eight, five to one. Okay. So yeah, you're still using a fast reel for that then. Super fast. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's I think a,
0: fair. a lot of guys will will say well you you need to have more torque so you got to go with a lower but dude the reels nowadays and especially if you're using a metanium like the gears in there they should be able to hold up to pretty much anything you throw at them.
1: Well like when you're punching yeah. too it's the reel doesn't have to create the torque. I mean you're using well, your arm for the torque, correct?
2: Yeah, it's more to me I've heard that before. Yeah, I think it's more rod and it's such close quarters. It's not like I'm hitting this fish far away. You know what I mean? And most of the time, it's a couple of turns. You know, you hit him, boom, and he's coming up to the net because you're just a few feet from these mats you're flipping into. Yeah. So, that's that's my take on it. Um, and then uh, when it comes to a frog, and like I said, I got three setups like that when I'm flipping. Um, when it comes to a frog, um, I have two. So I use a seven ninety six Phoenix Recon Elite. Um yeah and that's, i that's, that's perfect for like super long cast of bear, you know burying those two hooks into that fish mm-hmm. um and i throw that on a i have a ci4 on there cron and i use 50 pounds or no i'm sorry for my frogs i use 65 pound um fins infinity black that's a um
0: it's a cadillac rig right there the you with the yeah. yeah
2: it's not it's not cheap no, <laughs> so, it's
1: not yeah what gear a, ratio yeah, is a frog being thrown on
2: so I throw that one on a, on a seven, six, uh, yeah, it's a seven, six. Okay. Yeah. And that's, that's also 50 pound. Yeah. Frogging and flipping. I, I have a higher gear ratio for sure. Um, and then now with that 50 yeah, pound
1: so. test, when you're punching with that 50, right. And mm-hmm. I mean, obviously 50 pound braid is incredibly strong. Um, yeah, the problem that I've seen and the problem that we've talked about with certain people is fifty pound. Um, there are guys that do break it, you know, like especially with punching weights because you have that weight; it's taking abuse on the line. The knot. Are you more yeah. cognizant of retying somewhat often using fifty pound when you're punching, or is it not a problem? I do.
2: It's like both. When I'm paying attention to it, I, t- I retie. <laughs> I mostly retie like the. Like if I'm throwing big white baits, or sl- I'll retie that stuff a ton. Or when I'm frog fishing, I'll retie my frog a lot because. So my punching is a little bit different in the fact that I don't crack fish. Like guys will, I mean, I'll see guys swing so hard, and I used to do that a lot. And you're trying to crack them, you really do not have to do that when you're flipping. It looks cool. The man. hooks. <laughs> it looks, it cool, looks yeah, cool, yeah. But I'll say that I- I'll say that for a frog, you know, when eats a frog, oh man his lips are coming back to the boat. Get the bad news. The frog. Get but, yeah, but, man, when it comes to flipping, though, I just feel like you don't have to crack those fish. The hooks are so sharp. The You know, you got the braid that gives you no stretch, and then I use that soft rod tip. So a lot of times when they eat it, I kind of just click over, and I'll just lift, but it'll be like a, a little bit more of an aggressive lift, but I don't set super hard to put, you know, it doesn't put a ton of stress on that uh on that knot. It's more of just like a lift and they'll hook themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. It's kind of like and a that, shallow water, close quarter Carolina rig hook set almost the way you're describing it. Kind of, of course, straight up in the air, but it's not,
2: I'm not cracking these fish, you know, and that's definitely helped my hookup ratio too. I think a lot of times when you crack those fish, you know, you end up legs are gone off the bait or you miss the fish. You just, I don't know. I just don't, I don't feel like you need to hit those fish that hard when you're flipping.
0: I love that. That's good to hear, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Especially in the YouTube age And everyone like with the GoPros on there I think everyone wants to yeah. swing As hard as <laughs> they possibly can Because it looks uh, Dude, that guy just crossed that fish's eyes <laughs> It's like uh, well yeah. did you really have to do it that it, way It looks cool
2: it, it looks super cool man I definitely do that with a frog But man with that punching I've lost too many fish Where it was just like man that was a biter I know that was a good one or whatever And just ripping the bait out their mouth I think that's what happens you know and those fish, you know, they they don't let that. When you're punching, they don't let that bait go. A lot of guys think like, "Oh, you got to suit, boom! You got to crack them." They don't let that bait go. You know, I think that's another thing that's that's huge. Is I what's big for me too is fish management, especially with tournament fishing, like <clears throat> not beating up fish. You know, and that's helped me also yes. with my hook set because I don't I don't hook a lot of these fish in practice. You know, if it's an area I don't know, then I'll I'll maybe hook one or two to see the kind of size that I'm dealing with. But if I'm just checking stuff or whatever, I try not to hook fish. And I've noticed when you just let them eat that and you try to get them off, they don't let that bait go. Like, you really got to, <laughs> you know, get them to let it go, you know, as opposed to what you would normally think is that they just eat it and they spit it out. They hold on to that thing.
1: Well, it's funny because Randy Pearson, we were talking to him. I don't several months ago and he was talking about mm-hmm. pre fishing on Lake Champlain and he was catching all these like yeah. shallow water, large mouth, you know, like around docks and some grass. And he said mm-hmm. that he was throwing a wacky rig Cinco <clears throat> and he would just tie his hook to the O ring with like, he his line to the O ring with no hook. Right.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And he said half of these fish, he would literally reel them back to the boat where you could almost get a net under him before they'd even let go of that Cinco. Yeah, like, look, I think we just I heard... literally hold that thing and fight
0: <laughs> Yeah, they don't let it go man like
2: Well, that's they that... think it's real. I don't know what they think but they don't let the bait go
0: I in my in my stupid brain and and this is why um, And and this is why I started this podcast because i'm gonna have some stupid ass questions, but and stupid thoughts in no, my head so but, like, but like so in my mind was something that heavy like you're, you're if you're using an ounce ounce and a half and they feel that weight. Yeah. It's got to feel unnatural as hell. They're yeah, sucking they're that thing. They're not very in. smart, though. I know they're not that smart. I think I give yeah. dude. I give bass way more credit than they probably
1: <laughs> deserve.
2: Yeah, I mean you you would think that, man. But I've had, like I said, I I shake a lot of fish off, and man, they hold that thing. That's great. I don't I don't know like, why it's hard to shake them they, off. It's hard to shake them off. Yeah, a lot of times, like man, I just got to catch a fish. He's not gonna let it go. Like. They just they won't let it go. There's a couple times where I've had to like just click the bail and just let him like man I gotta just let this fish run until he lets it go. I could tell it's a bigger one. Yeah. And boom, it he'll finally drop it after like letting you know clicking the button on it. It's crazy.
1: Man. So for everybody so, out there, huge tip: when you're punching and you feel that that initial tick, that initial bite, that initial stop, hey, maybe double check, give him a second. Don't be in such a rush. I always you know? feel like and, I
0: got to get him like yesterday.
1: Well, and I do, too. Like, when I'm punching, I don't do it often. But I feel like most of the time if I miss a fish, I'm like, oh, I was too late on it. And if anything, I was probably too soon or whatever, you know?
2: Yeah, I definitely like to give them that minute because a lot of times I think with that weight and everything falling so quickly, they don't always have it right where you need them to have it to set that hook. You know what I mean? They kind of – Yeah. I feel like they grab it and they kind of maneuver it in their mouth, and that's, you know – you gotta give them time to do that. I feel like as soon as that thing falls, well, they hit it sideways or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Um and I feel like you gotta kind of give them a second to let that well, bait get set up correctly in their mouth.
1: I preach the same thing on our motherlode reservoirs when we're fishing jigs, whether it be shallow, deep. Um, I tell clients all the time, you know, like yeah. when you feel that initial tick, I said, don't be in a rush. I said, Reel down, yep. stay tight on them start to load your rod, make sure he's got it. Wait till you feel steady pressure and then hit him. And yep. I don't know why in my head. And I'm the same as Joel here. I'll be honest. I mean, with a big ounce and a half, two ounce weight, I feel like when I get bit, they're just not going to hold mm-hmm. that thing very long. I don't have the experience yeah. to prove it otherwise, but just hearing that from you, it it's no, I mean, a bass is a bass. It doesn't matter if it's eaten ounce and a half tungsten and two foot of water or a three quarter ounce jig and 60. It, it's, it's eaten it the same way, you know?
2: Yep. I, I agree with you. They they hold on to it, but you like you said, you gotta give them time to get that bait in their mouth correctly and all that. Because especially with punching, it's falling so fast that I don't I don't think they can eat it as precise as they were. You know, if you're throwing a frog, they're looking up at the frog mm-hmm. and they could kind of size it up and hit it. But when you're flipping, everything's so quick. You gotta account for that and let them get that bait in their mouth. That's how I feel. That works for me.
1: I love that. That's, crazy. That's good.
0: I, I, yeah. Thank you sir that that, yeah, that, I mean, that, I mean, that that right there is gonna like change the way that I punch because it's yeah th- these yeah, are the things yeah. that go in your mind and I think there's these little tiny little dumbass things that you got some of us got in our mind that can totally <laughs> like throw us off you know and this yeah. is and this isn't stuff that's like crazy but it it really is it can can totally change.
2: It just comes with time, man. Like, you know, when I first started when I first started punching, I was like that. Like I was trying to crack fish and I'm using broomstick rods and all you know, and it was just trial and error, man, and and that's what it's it's come to. Like, you know, even with frog fishing, and another thing is just that I think what you see on YouTube or what certain guys say <laughs> isn't always like it, you know, not I'm not trying to talk bad about anybody or anything, but it's just oh. not always that true. I think people certain things get said and they people everybody just runs with that instead of going out and trying it yourself and be like man you know this works for me like the whole to me frog fishing you know like i feel like everybody thinks oh they eat a frog you wait for them to pull it down and type i don't do that like when when they eat that frog i crack them like i don't give them that and that works for me
0: you're on top you're on top of it because i was just about to ask you about the your how long you let a frog eat that bait before you before you set the hook
1: Well, I yeah, think Bobby I mean, Barrick back in the day. Bobby Barrick told me, this sticks uh, out in my mind to this day. He said, If you can't see that frog, he said you better set the hook yeah. or you're waiting too long.
2: Exactly. That's his word is gospel. I'll say that. I'll leave it at that. But <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But no, that's 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 real, man. Because you, I, you, you as hear soon it, as that frog you, is gone.
0: You hear it from you hear it different ways, man. And I feel like we're really interrupting him way too much, but I think we're just, no, we're we're just, we're we're excited, man. You're, you're actually giving us some really cool shit here. So I'm sorry. Um, Very few people
1: want to give us this detailed information and this is what guys truly need to hear. Yeah. It's yeah. This is
2: just, I mean, man, like I said, it's just, it's time out there. I think that's huge is just, there's nothing, I mean, you can learn certain stuff with, reading stuff. I do a lot of that too. Like I do a lot of reading, a lot of you. I I do. I watch a lot of YouTube, man, like, and get as much as I can out of it. And then I'll try to apply it my own way or, or whatever these podcasts, you know, I mean, there's podcasts on here or other podcasts in general. I'll listen to 10 times and I'll get something different every time. And I'll go apply that or try something, you know, put a spin on it or whatever. But, um, yeah, I think it's, it's mainly though, just spending that time and like, I like I said, I started tournament fishing probably like 2012 and it's just now like these last two years where it's, it's finally coming together. And it, but, but it, what it was is it was all those, those, you know, those eight or nine years of me getting my teeth kicked in and just struggling. You know, it's, you've got to, you've got to put that time in. That's the only way to do it.
0: And so, so that's the answer to the question I asked earlier was, is this something that comes overnight, uh, you know, it never comes overnight, but, like, do you, you know, you go out with someone, yeah. and all of a sudden it's like, oh, everything clicks, and now I'm a Delta stick. It's like, I don't, I don't think it, it can <laughs> no. never go that way. It's never going to go that way.
2: Yeah, I, it's not that. It's, uh, I mean, I've been, I've been fishing the Delta for a long time, tournaments, you know, Guys probably just, you know, they didn't notice me back then because I was getting my ass kicked at every tournament. But, (laughs) you know, but these last, I mean, you know, I've been fortunate these last couple of years has been just coming together, but it's been from just being out there and just paying attention to everything, you know, like that's big, especially here. It's way different than a lake, you know. A lot of everything matters here, in my opinion. Like, you know, you really got to pay attention. The weather, the tide, all that stuff is like huge here. So that all it just comes with, with, with time, man. Just learning spots and learning what time they like to eat and all that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with
1: the tournament stuff, I, I truly feel like this is coming from somebody that used you know, I used to fish a ton of tournaments. I mean, that was in my early twenties. Mm-hmm. I'm that, that, that's that was my goal. That's all I did. <clears throat> and same yeah. thing. The first two, three years I fished tournaments, I got my butt kicked before I started to figure a few things out, you know? And <laughs> yeah. I truly feel though I feel like that's almost the right way to do it. I feel like these uh uh-huh. these people that come out and they might have a couple of lucky tournaments right off the bat or something and then they get their butt kicked for 2 years. I feel like it's harder for them to where if you go mm-hmm. out and you're getting your butt kicked for a while and you get truly humbled, once you start getting good, yeah. I feel like those bad days are a lot easier to take that way, you know?
2: Oh man, that's a that is the realest, man. I was just talking to my brother about that because so when, like I said, when I first started, man, I would put a lot of time in and I'd catch, it was funny because I used to, I used to have Mondays off. So I'd go out Monday and crush, you know, I catch 20, 20 pounds. I'm posting all these pictures on Instagram and, you know, I thought I was the man. <laughs> Tournament day would come and I'd have like one fish <laughs> or I'd have like three fish for four pounds. And I'm like, I was just spinning out and I would get so upset about it. Like, man, this is just, it's not right. Like, what am I missing? But, you know, like it would get to me. And, you know, it would upset me. It would just keep, I'd go even harder, but it was, it was like, so like defeating sometimes. And just now when I look back at it, it was like, man, that's what helped me so much today was taking those losses and learning what not to do, not to go beat my fish up on Mondays so I could post it on Instagram for everybody to see. That kind of thing, Mm -hmm. you know, um, that was big, just beating up fish and just not really paying attention to everything. And that was, that was a big change for me. And now, I take a loss now. It's like you know, cause you're not, you're not gonna win them all. You, I mean, I've, <laughs> you know, I've taken taken a lot of losses. So with this last MLF, I did horrible. But just the losses I've taken in the past, it was easier because I was like, man, that's fishing. Like it's how it goes. Like you're gonna have bad tournaments. You're gonna have tournaments where it's good. Like it's just, it's part of the game. So you just got to keep going.
1: You got to learn how to win, and you got to learn how to lose. More importantly, we say that a lot.
2: Yeah, I was not good at that in the beginning, man. I'd be upset. I didn't want to talk to anybody. Like, I was, oh, yeah. I was angry, but i yeah, it hurt, you know, because I, want, I wanted it. I still do. Like, I just want it, man, you know. Bad. You ruin your whole weekend, man. So huh?
1: But you'd have a Saturday tournament. Yeah. You know, Saturday night, all pissed off, don't want to talk to nobody. Sunday, you wake up in a yeah. bad mood.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's how it is, you know. It's like, man, you got to, I had to learn how to take those losses, you know? Yeah. So,
1: but that's the losses huge. make the wins that much sweeter, you know, and and that's the thing. Yeah, and I, I, man, I really like what you said about being a student of the game because if you want to really excel in this sport, you know, and I'm I'm learning ever I've still got so much to learn, so much to learn. But if you if if you have that mindset that you're always learning, always being a student of the game, it, it's it's really going to help you. It's those guys that get arrogant and you know think they got it all figured out and stuff where. Eventually, you know. Yeah. Eventually, I, I mean, they're going to get humbled, and it's going to hurt them. And you just yeah. we can't stop learning because the game's always changing, you know. But nope. I mean, that's what's awesome about this.
2: Always, man. Like, it's always a learning process. You know, that's that's why I try to soak up as much as I can. You know, like I I watch a lot of guys, like even in like Florida, that I don't even know these guys or anything, but they got the same bath So, you know, I kinda I watch what they do. I pay attention to the stuff they do. I'll try that here. Like I'm always trying to, you know, learn something a little different. I remember one that stuck out huge for me. I I used to I still do, but I used to watch like a ton of tactical bass and rate. Like a ton of their videos. I feel like they're Same here. Those are one set of yeah, one set of YouTube videos that you can literally watch them and go try it and it'll work. Like so I remember it was like winter and I was really trying to learn how to fish a rattle trap. And I'm watching these guys and they were I think they were on lvs or something they were going through all the retrieves and i had a tournament coming up i was like man it's winter it's like january i was like i'm gonna go out and just i'm gonna throw a rattle trap all day and i spent my first six hours ripping this out the grass because that's what everybody says winter time rip the trap out mm-hmm. the grass and they'll react to it at the end of the day i remember i was watching tactical bassing, and they said you know like try this retrieve I, man i remember i threw that thing out there it was the end of the day i'm burnt out i, I went six hours no bites and I throw it out there, and I started, like, almost feathering it through the grass to where you could barely feel those rattles, you know, and that mm-hmm. thing coming through the grass. Four-pounder chokes it, and then I hit another one about three. In that tournament that weekend, we ended up catching, like, 23 pounds in January, 48-degree water.
1: that one day and that one tip probably completely changed your fishing game.
2: Changed everything for me. Just, But
1: that's just with
2: always trying to learn and, and – Look at different perspectives of things. You know what I mean. Just trying different stuff. Keep an open mind. I, I talk yeah, about it on my sure. boat.
1: You know, we just talked about it with Fred Clinshaw, who's a guy down in Southern California, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But we'll get clients on the boat. You know that 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 are working a bait opposite of the way that we're telling them to. Right? Like it could. I mean, it could be something mm-hmm. stupid. You know, an example was you know like swimming a drop shot when they're supposed to dead stick it on the bottom, and all of a sudden they start catching fish. And it just yeah. But if you keep an open mind, those fish are telling you something. It's not always a fluke, you know? It very seldom is a fluke, I feel like. At
0: Clear Lake, exactly what you talked about. You know, exactly what you talked about. That Wild West, that is as as an AM. And Uh and we had Christian on talking about the same thing. So every you you look at every other boat. Somebody is throwing uh, an LV, and they're pulling it through the grass, and they're yo-yoing it, you know? And yep. the guys who did really well, they changed it up. They did something different. Now, you can still catch them doing that, but the guys yeah. who did really well, they were either and if they were throwing a jerk bait, and I, I the two, mm-hmm. the two first days, this is how I was getting my bites is the same type of thing you're talking about. Instead of ripping it through the grass, just just kind of yeah. pulling it through, just just enough to where it's kind of like kind of sitting in there, and they would they yep. it and kind of got away yeah. from that and but that's that's this is the, the, the it's it's not just about the bait there's these little things and i just think that's cool man that yeah. i've seen that it, in person you can, and you
2: could do that i'm sorry go ahead
0: no no that was it i just said I, i've actually seen that in person what you were talking about it's cool
2: yeah yeah that you know little tweaks with your bait i mean because any bait you could kind of change the action with it and get them to react like even with with flipping you know like some days they're going to be smoking it on the fall Mm -hmm. And sometimes you got to like bounce it a little bit and let it sit there. And you got to, you got to kind of let your fish tell you what they want, you know, with the frog. Sometimes they don't eat it on the first twitch or you, you know, they want it to walk a little bit or whatever. And that's, I think that's, that's also big too. You know, if you're in the right area at the right time and they're missing it or they're not, you know, they're not fully committing to it, just mess, you know, mess with your cadences or do, you know, something to try to get them to react.
0: But I think it's also important in, in, tell me if I'm wrong, but if if you don't have confidence and if you haven't gotten bit doing something a little bit bit different, it's hard to go back to doing that that again. And I think that's where myself and I think a lot of other guys that are they're you know, nowhere near where you are, um, kind of, we kind of shoot ourselves in the foot because if it doesn't work one day, it's like, Oh, I'm never doing that again. And that's not really, you kind of got to keep trying different things almost every time you go out.
2: Yeah. You know, and that's, Another thing where it could be the weather or something you know what I mean or those fish aren't ready to go yet you know because of the tide something like that so you got to you just got to keep messing with it to figure out what they want that day you know it's not always the same like you know traditionally you look at a punch as like as soon as i flip it in there they're going to eat it on the fall it's not like that sometimes you know mm-hmm.
0: Well see you got know, to you got you to gotta... Same with the jig. If you're on a on a lake, you know, some days you can hop that thing around. Yeah. You can fish it faster, and they're going to be all over it. And some days you got to hop it once and let it sit there for thirty seconds before you can get a bite. Yeah. You know? Yep. And Ryan, that's, that's a big thing. Yeah. Ryan's the one who, who taught me that, and I I talked to other guys I go fishing with that have fished with him, and it's like he changed our whole jig uh-huh. game because just the amount of time. They could, guys don't even think like letting something sit, you know, for thirty seconds. Yep. You think. I'm not fishing for catfish. I'm not fishing for trout here. Like, I, I got to be moving this thing, like, all the time. And that's not the case, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I need
2: to come get a jig lesson.
0: I'm telling you. So, <laughs> and, and this 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 brings me to my next question, though, is, like, where else besides the Delta yeah. do you like to fish the most?
2: Um, I Man, I know everybody says this, but clearly. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it's such a fun, you know, a fun place to fish. And it sets up, like, the Delta. Like, I can go up there and fish how I do here. Now, I don't tournament fish there. I pretty much only tournament fish the Delta. Like, it's my home. I got three little kids and a wife, mm-hmm. so it's hard for me to, like, fish all these other places, you know. Mm-hmm. So to have the Delta in my backyard, it's like, man, I love that place. I mean, to me, it's better than Clear Lake. But, yeah, I go to uh, I go to Clear Lake to fun fish. I'm actually going up there next month for a week for my birthday. I do that every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I go to Berryessa every now and then, Comanche. Um, but yeah, mainly, mainly the Delta and Clear Lake for sure.
0: What do you like? What, what's your favorite technique on like Barryessa or Comanche places where you got spotted? back. Um,
2: man. So with Comanche, I was going there, you know, when I was like mainly 13, 14, I haven't been there. It's been some years since I've been to Comanche, but back then I remember, man, we used to kill them not knowing anything, but just throwing a, uh, we go to Walmart and get those yum dingers, four inch, <laughs> oh man and we would kill them with that four inch dingers and they were they were big fish you know they were four or five five pound uh largemouth and spots at that time and they would eat four inch dingers or just dragging a a, a texas rig lizard or something back then you know we catch a lot of fish doing that um just not knowing anything and uh very though i fish you know with you know a little more knowledge of fishing and stuff and i like to i personally like to fish um the Narrows a lot there, and I just, you know, I fish a lot of Ned rigs and, um, same, yeah, and dragon, you know, jigs and stuff like that. That's how I like to fish it there. Um, but you can also catch them, you know, on top water and all that stuff there too when the, when the time is right. So,
0: man, when the time is right, yeah, the Narrows on Barryessa, it's one of my favorite places to fish. It's just, I've never I've so many fish in there. It's just lights out, man. It's so much fun. I remember the first time I went there was with my brother. Yeah. I didn't. This is before I started the podcast. When I first got my boat, I think it may have been like the third time I took it out, and we we went fishing there and we had a, a damn blast, man! It was so much fun.
2: Yeah, Barrios is fun, but it's also one of those lakes that will just shut down it on will. you, and you're like, man, yes. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> you know, I've had so many times where I'm like, we're about to go crush him at Barrios the winner. So, you know, I'm not really fishing the Delta as much. So I'll be like, man, let's go to Barrios with me and my brother. And we'll go up there, man. And we'll be like, "Is there even a, a fish in here?" Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, just cannot get bit. Yeah. Trying, trying everything. So, but I don't fish it that much. But I've had those days up there, man, where it's just like you just can't. You almost can't even wait to get off the water, yeah. go back to the delta. <laughs>
1: yeah. <You know? laughs> can we, can we talk about that for a sec? Now we're we're gonna flip flop back to the yeah. delta again. But You talked about delta wintertime. Obviously, it's yeah. notoriously tough fishing. I mean, everybody knows that. Yeah, it is. Can you give these guys a few tips for Delta wintertime? And let's talk those days where the bite is just tough. It's as tough as it gets, coldest water of the year. I mean, what's, yeah. what's three baits you have on on the deck of your boat and kind of how you're fishing them, that type of thing?
2: In the wintertime, you yeah. said? Deep winter. Because that's yeah. something Deep, that new, new, everybody new year, struggles
0: with. New, new Year's Day.
2: Yeah. New Year's Day. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I – all of us. I mean, there are guys who get them good in the winter, but I, I, I kind of struggle in the winter. I get them sometimes. But, um, man, I think staples in the winter on a delta would, you know, be a jerk bait, a rattle trap. Like, I always try to find that rattle trap when that water's cold, mm-hmm. when it's, like, in that 47, 48-degree range. When it's, like, it's coldest, I'll try to find a, a rattle trap bite, Um jig. And, man, you can still catch them punching, man. I've caught some big fish, like, in January, punching, but it's not all the time though. You know, I heard Nick was talking about it too on one of your podcasts where, you know, you can you can still catch them in the wintertime punching. You just may not get very many bites. You still got to check it though. Mm. You know, you always have to have a punch rod on deck the whole year. Um, but yeah, I'd say a jerk bait, rattle trap, um, you know, a jig. It has to be three baits or can I? You know,
0: Robert, you can you keep you can keep going if you want. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> On that's those baits that you're talking about, it in the winter time, how? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, what's the speed that you're fishing those baits? It's like when you're throwing that jerk bait. What's the pause? When you're throwing that rattle trap? What's the cadence? Um, the 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 tempo of it. When Ryan, you're yeah. Ryan's punching. trying to get
0: everything out of you right now, Hugh. He's well, we well, finally it's got somebody good. that's
1: willing to give I, some tips, man. We're gonna get them out of him. <laughs>
2: Hey, I was ready for Ryan. I heard all the other interviews. I know Ryan's gonna ask the question, so. Um, but now with the with the jerk bait, and don't um,
1: give any more than it, you're comfortable giving. But I, I mean, no pressure at all. Yeah, for sure. It's all good.
2: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I like a a longer pause with the jerk bait. To me, but it's also you gotta kind of feel them out that day. You know, like just like with the rattle trap thing. There's times where I'm fishing it a little faster, but then there's times I gotta creep that thing through the grass to get them to eat it you know, um, that kind of thing. And I think um, even with the jig, I like to kind of let that sit there. And, uh, you know, I remember I used to watch, like, a lot of Andy Kachia's videos with jig fishing, too. I think those are, those would be big for guys to go back and look at and just really, mm-hmm. you know, look at what he was doing and things he talked about. I like to throw pork on the back of my jig in winter.
1: That, that's like, Andy Kachia written all over it right there. Yeah, that was – yeah, I remember – Watching his videos
2: back in the day, man, and that was huge because it's so soft and it like waves to the fish almost. And
1: that it, it, was, you remember what he used big, to call so it? That's what I call Cooch's Craw Wave. yeah hey. It was Cooch's Craw man, Wave. Hey. Like, he had this special thing he did with his rod where he'd he'd pop it and dip it and all this stuff. And he, yeah, he'd explain it. That was awesome. Yep,
2: yeah, that that works. So like wintertime, I I like to use pork. On the back of them And that, I feel like that gets you a little more bites But everything I feel At winter time Is just slower You know
1: For sure Okay I like it You mentioned you got yep. You got
0: three kids I got two I got a I got a nine year old And a four year old um, How old are yours?
2: Uh, Man So my daughter Today is actually her birthday We had her party yesterday But oh, she okay. just She's ten oh. Yeah she turned ten My uh, My other daughter She turns six next week and then I got a one-year-old who turns two in July. Oh man, it's girl as well. I got all all three girls.
0: <laughs> Blessed. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah Bless they keep the me deal. on my toes. Wow. I gotta, I gotta take them bluegill fishing soon.
0: <laughs> so how do yeah. you? And this is something that uh, that I've talked to a couple guys about, and we really never talk about it here. But um, there's guys yeah. like Nick and Joey. They got multiple mm-hmm. children, and how do you how do you yeah. kind of balance? how much you fish or how many tournaments you do. Um, and the cool thing is you, you've already said like you, you really focus on the Delta it's in your backyard. So it's not a huge deal, but how do you kind of balance now yeah. with, with, you know, all your children, your wife, you know, how do you do that? How do yeah. you, and, and in your so, mind, like how do you, how do you kind of put that all together?
2: Man, Hey, I got a lot of help from over to how to do that. You know, he's a little older than me, so he kind of gave me the game. Like, well, this is what you got to do. And you know, so what was big is I a calendar for my wife. She's a planner, and I just tell her like, "Hey, these are the tournaments I got." She knows I need to practice, um, but I'm lucky because so I work a night shift, so not not a true night. I work one to nine p.m. So, you know, in the mornings I could be on the water from six a.m. till noon, and if I got a tournament coming up, you know, I could I could do that. I could be out there. From 6 a.m. to noon and they I, I may get in like a day on the weekend I live so close that there'll be times where I'm like hey I need to go out for two hours real quick and, and go check something I'll be right back and I'll I'll go I'll get my little two hours in and then I'm right back home so that's cool mainly it's during the week before work and then on the weekends if you know if I need to I'll get a couple hours in and and do that kind of thing or I'll go out before they're up and be back before they're up that kind of thing that's yeah but cool. that but that works and then just keeping it on the Delta, you know, I just, I can't do that. I can't be away from them that long. It like gets to me if I'm that far away from them from days at a time. I can't, I can't fish like that. And do so the girls like just to, to be fish? here. But yeah, they love, man, they love it. I, I started them. I don't, I don't really take them bass fishing like that, especially with the Delta. It's kind of, right. it's hard, you know, so I, I like Gotta to take them bit. bluegill fishing.
0: This is where I. Yeah, met, this yeah, is where I, I Messed them. up. I just took mine straight to bass, and they're just like, "Man, we ain't catching anything, Dad." You messed <laughs> yeah. up. that's why I don't like fishing.
2: It's hard enough, but when you try to take kids out there and do it, it's like, man, it's it's tough. So I'll go, man, I'll go get some mini crawlers and some red worms, and we'll go out spot lock in the marinas, and we'll go catch a ton of those.
1: So well, that's you know we, we like that's another yeah. thing because like we got a lot of listeners out there with kids, and we got to shoot. I I personally like to go catch bluegill. I love I Sorry, I, I love to eat them. I love catching them. Yeah, the best. Um, for somebody wanting to fish the delta, yep. don't mm-hmm. give away your spots or anything. But if somebody wants to take their kid out and go have a fun day catching a bunch of yeah. fish, getting bit, get them hooked, give them a few bluegill mm-hmm. tips. We've never no, done that. I, I want I there. want all I want all OBD,
0: I want OBD's crappie spots.
1: If you have GPS oh, coordinates, yeah. we'd appreciate that as well, <laughs> dude. I, I hey, love
0: hey, I love his videos where he's like he's got himself all hidden yeah. up he's got a beard on he's like, i don't want to know my crappie spots i don't care about the bass
2: hey, that's, hey those those crappie spots on the delta are so secretive you can't even post <laughs> pictures of crappie when you catch them on the delta nope but um yeah Now with, with bluegill like i like to catch those radier you know the uh those big radier and when i when i take the girls out i literally just use like a simple like drop shot setup for them mm-hmm. and a mosquito hook i forget the size but I'll do like a mosquito hook and, and mini crawlers, man, you'll catch those like big ones, you know, like plate sized ones on the Delta doing that. So yeah, we do we do a lot of that for sure. But you can man, you go into the track, you can catch them all the marinas, you know, sugar barge and uh Boarwood around there. You could go everywhere and catch bluegill and red right here on the delta. They're everywhere. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. In the baths are nearby too. So
1: cool. <laughs> There's there's nothing yeah. better to get a kid hooked on fishing than i mean you know like a fast and furious trout bite or a fast and furious yeah. bluegill bite and yeah, I'll, man. Shoot, I'll tell you what we fished a toc the last toc i fished like three and a half years ago on the delta um, mm-hmm. dude we got done pre-fishing the first night we went out to the marina and caught a bunch of bluegill on a bobber, yeah. just old-school bobber and red worm, Dude, I had more fun catching those bluegill than I did bass fishing the whole weekend. There's <laughs> some, so
2: something fun. about it, man. I still go out and do all that stuff. You know, like, I just love fishing in general. Like, I'm addicted to bass fishing, but I just love fishing. So, I, I fish for more. I don't mess with the ocean. I get sick in the ocean, but I do everything else. I'll catfish. Like, we go to Clear Lake. I will stay up all night and catfish we go to Clear Lake. Like, I do every kind of fishing when it comes to fresh water you know we go up to like pine crest a lot and i'll go up there and trout fish and do i love that stuff
0: all around all around oh, anglers
2: yeah. i fish for it all yeah <laughs> yeah
0: the one thing i wanted to get back to because i, I don't want to leave uh-huh. this and it's something that that i've thought about doing and and i'm too lazy to do but um your note-taking mm-hmm. Yeah, and without giving up too much of your stuff but like what what kind of things are you what notes are you taking down like what have you found to be the most and you said that the, the the funny thing is I what I what I noticed you said is the last 2 years you've you've really started to 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 hone in and start getting some you know big finishes and but you also said mm-hmm. the last 2 years were when you started to do the the note taking how much has that affected yeah. how you, how, how your fishing is gone and what kind of things are you taking down and what do you, what are you note taking?
1: Mm-hmm. That's a good one. So I'll, yeah, I
2: always document my, uh, my weather, uh, the tide, um, water temp. Um, and of course the bait, you know, that they were predominantly on that day, but mm-hmm. I think the tide is the most important part. The bait will always, Change based on what the weather is. So, I think the main thing for me though is just paying attention to that tide. You know, like that's that's the biggest part of the note taking for me. The tide, weather. Um. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. I just make sure to note all that stuff.
0: And how do you how do you force yourself to actually do it? <laughs> because because I'd love to oh, do man. it. I just it's like I get off the it's, water and I'm like, nah, I ain't doing that. Yeah,
2: so for me, it takes a couple of days, honestly, for me to even like start messing with it. But what I'll do, with what's big, is like say I'll catch a good one, right? I'll take a picture of that fish, and then in a couple of days, I'll kind of look back, and then I'll go back and look at my tide for the day and all that stuff, and then I'll document it. Okay, you know, and I'll kind of you know, it's only been a couple of days, so I remember what the weather weather was and all that stuff, but. It's hard to do it like right on the spot. I don't want to stop fishing and do it. So yeah. it takes me like a couple days to finally jot it down. Like, hey, I caught them here on this tide. You know, the weather was this. And yeah, I keep it generally simple with the notes, but I just mainly want to remember what was my tide that day.
0: And then when do you go back to them? When do you go back and actually look at it and kind of synthesize all that information?
2: Um, And when I get closer to that time of year again, Okay. You know,
0: so it's basically Um, a log of what happened the year before. And you're just using that as just a a keystone to what you're going to be doing, you know, in the next few weeks.
2: Yeah. 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 And that vital kind of lasts too sometimes, you know, like, um, you know if you caught them early february doing this they, towards the end of february even part of march they'll still kind of be on that same thing you kind of you could kind of look and be like oh i caught them on a high tide here mm-hmm. it should probably be the same you know and you could kind of run it like that
0: too man but yeah there's like an old there's like definitely old yeah. there's an old proverb something like about planning i don't remember what it is i'm not that clever but yeah. I know there's like a that like you're you're talking about like you're you're doing work now that's gonna pay off a year from now.
2: Yeah, a lot of guys yep. don't think that way. It will. You gotta you gotta take some form of notes. They're not like super duper detailed, and you know what I mean. But I take enough to like know, like okay, I, you know, I caught them at this tide at this time. This is what they were eating. This is what my weather was. So in the future, I can look back. Like man, I'm kind of it's February. I'm kind of straight. Let me look back. Okay, I look back. Okay, oh, they were biting on this because we forget this stuff, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, it's good to just have that to kind of just look back on and then get you back in the groove, like, oh, this is what I was doing, you know?
0: Absolutely, man. So
2: I like it. Yeah, I think that I think that's crucial, though.
0: And, we, and we've we told people, now that we've kind of been doing this for almost a couple, well, it'll be two years in December, but if you look back at some of the, the reports we had from last year, I mean, there's a lot of good information there. And I don't know if guys think yeah. about that or not, but that just because it's an older show doesn't mean there's not some value there Mm -hmm.
1: history has a way of repeating itself
0: it certainly does
2: yep and that's what i said with the delta is one of those places where the fish pretty much will use the same area do the same thing year after year you know as long as there wasn't a drastic change but that's that's why i feel like on
1: on the delta more than our lakes because like when you're on a mother load reservoir or pretty much any reservoir for the most part Mm-hmm. you can kind of establish a pattern, right? Like I can see, okay. Yeah. So these fish are willing to eat topwater baits. They're, they're pushing shad around main lake points and cuts. And I can yeah. go run the whole lake with that pattern and probably catch fish in 65, 70% of the stops I'm going to make. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like on the Delta, that's why like quote unquote spots are a lot more sacred, right? Cause there's just areas that they're always going to be. Yeah. In. So yeah. Yeah. It's kind
2: there, of a there different is, And there's, I mean, the Delta's one of those places, too, where certain areas just hold bigger fish for whatever reason. You know, you got areas where there's just going to be a bunch of small fish. You know, you'll get a good one mixed in, but there's, like, certain places where it seems like there's always just better than average fish there for whatever reason it is. Right. You know, and that just comes from being out there.
1: Time on the water, my friend. Well, that. Dude, that makes so much. That's the sense. biggest thing. It, I mean,
0: that clears up a lot of things because there's guys who are very, very, I mean, vocally outspoken about people not fishing their spots, or like they're they're very protective over spots on the delta. So
2: yeah, well, that's that huge sense. on the delta because. <laughs> You'll see it now. If somebody will post a picture of something. you be like, "Dude, why? Why couldn't you just pull into the tules and take a picture?" You know, yeah, that kind of yeah. thing. But yeah. Yeah, I get it. It's all good, man. It's everybody. You know, you should be proud of the fish you catch. So I understand it.
1: But yeah, but be smart about uh, yeah. it too. You know, just have some common sense. With yeah, it. yeah. I don't even think.
0: I think but, some of it's just like people that don't even really know, and they they stumble upon a spot and then they do that.
1: And they have absolutely yep. no man, clue what they dude, just found.
0: Guys will like if guys see that stuff, and they even, they might not even know what they're doing. Might complete completely innocent. And like you said, yeah. you, you that might be your spot, and now eight thousand people know about it. And it's like, oh man, <laughs> yep. Can you get mad <laughs> at them though? Park, it's yeah. like, do do you get mad at them? No, like, no. Yeah. It wasn't on purpose. It's not malicious. It's just they're out there yep. fishing, and they didn't know any better.
2: Yeah, you can't do anything it's frustrating because you're like man you know it's a big fish there or whatever and I know everybody's gonna be here or whatever you know but mm-hmm. that's just that's just how it goes man like the way the way it is you, you got all these outlets to post this stuff you know and i was guilty of it too you know you catch fish you, wanna, media you want to everything you know yeah yep yeah, that's huge so um but thats stuff's gonna happen man you just gotta i think I think that's another thing that is huge too. I used to spin out when I would like fish areas on the Delta and I'd see a ton of boats, right? I think the biggest thing to realize is they're not going to fish it how you're fishing it or what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, I I truly believe that, that people can't catch your fish because of the way you present a bait or whatever it is that you get them to bite there.
0: That's real. People can't catch your fish. That is the quote from this. That's what I'm taking away. People can't catch your fish. I yeah. was thinking about this today because yeah. I fish on a really small lake a lot of times. It's close by.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I can go right behind somebody, and I'm going to catch those fish. I don't care what they're yeah. doing because I've got something I'm doing that they're not doing. People can't yep.
2: catch your they fish. It could just be a way you're just presenting it, you know, like, you know, just just the technique you're using at that time. It could just be the... the Difference in it, so um, yeah. Just try not to spin out. You know, it's hard sometimes, but man, just try to hold it together and just do what you do. It's gonna
1: happen. I love it,
0: man. We can keep pumping you for yep. information all night, but we're gonna. Dude, we're, I could ask him dude, forty different I swear questions. To God, right I've now. got, I've got like a million here, but we're gonna ask. Hey, you, go
1: for it. i don't,
2: I don't <laughs> got nothing to do, man.
0: It's, it's hanging the, out. It's the Bass Report. So we're gonna ask you for a report. Yeah. What's been going on on the Delta? What have you seen? Um, Without giving up too much of your stuff, what's going on out there? How's the water setting up? Um, Weird weather today. How is it up there? It's literally raining in San Jose right now, which is crazy.
2: It looks like it's coming this way, too. So, yeah, yesterday it was super hot out here, man. Um, And then today it it cooled off. It got real windy.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, But, yeah, as far as fishing, I haven't been out since the last MLF. Um, I got a new gen on the 25th, so I need to start getting back out. but. Uh, man, during that time, practice, I was catching, we had a, we had some wind, and I was catching on a, a chatterbait in practice. Um, and this is just basically a report from that time frame. But That's I was fine. catching on a chatterbait when the wind was up. Yeah, and then tournament day, the wind laid down. And, man, I, I pretty much caught everything day one. I caught him uh, punching and throwing a frog how I wanted to, you know. I just didn't get any big bites um, doing that. And then, uh, man, day two, we pretty much had the same conditions. Man, I did the same thing. I, I threw a frog, and I, and I punched, and it, it burned me. But um, there were a lot of fish, though, I noticed. And this is the mistake I made. I got kind of one-dimensional for that tournament. Is there were a lot of cruisers. And when you see that, you, you got to slow down. You got to throw a worm at them. You got to do something. Those fish are out. They're not in that grass if they're cruising mm-hmm. like that. So, mm-hmm. um, And that's what I noticed from the tournament. There were still a ton of, like, fish, I think, I don't know if they were spawning. I don't know what they were doing, but there were a ton of them around shallow.
1: And those are some uh, of the
2: hardest fish to catch. Yeah, exactly, man. It was like, you know, maybe try to throw a worm at them from a distance or something like that. But it was just, I was so like one dimensional on that second day and just try to force a bite. But, um, yeah, there's still like a ton of fish cruising around and, um, but there's also a lot of fish in the grass and fish that'll eat a frog, too. And then when you got your wind, you know, of course, you pick up a chatterbait. There's just certain stuff that's just going to work all year long pretty much in a delta. You know, your chatterbait, mm-hmm. of course, punching and, and a frog if your conditions are right. So, um, yeah, to me, that's, that's what's
1: been going on out there. Right. On. Okay. I've got one more question. Yeah. Super simple. We don't need your whole chatterbait rundown. I mean, everybody's got their own personal confidence mm-hmm. do you throw a chatterbait on braid floral or mono or what line do you throw your chatterbait on because everybody's different yes i'm just curious
2: so me um i throw it on 20 pound Seagar red label i don't go all crazy with that, that line. i'm not spending 40
1: dollars. dude that's a all right? i use on my boat is cigar red label well, we for floral about
2: this <laughs> that, hey that stuff is good it doesn't break i love it i, I pretty much do all my mono applications i throw red label or my uh, floral. I'm sorry. I throw red label. Right. Um, but I throw twenty pound red label, and um, I throw it on a Dobbins Champion XP seven sixty four. Um, like a six two to one gear ratio on a, a CI four, and um, yeah, I like throwing a jackhammer. Um, and yeah, that's 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 my go to for a
1: chatterbait. Okay. Yeah. But. I just always like to for ask what kind of line guys throw. That's just something. It's not the popular questions. It's yeah. just the stuff that I, I I just, that kind of stuff's really important, you know?
0: Well, and it's it seems yeah. to me, Hugh, you, you, you throw, like, a bunch of different rods. Like, you're not rod-specific. Like, brands, I mean. You're talking about Dobby. Yeah. You're talking about this Florida company. You're throwing some Phoenixes. Like, you're really finding rods that work for you.
2: That's another big piece man because i used to be just like uh and this is one thing i got from dutra like i used to be i wanted everything to be the same Mm -hmm. like i had all dobbins all dobbins like my reels i got a couple mixed in now but i'm i pretty much stick with the same reels i like throwing shimano i got like a couple dials but Mm -hmm. i like Shimano's. and um but rods i was always like man i'm gonna just stick with all these rods all these rods you know and not to knock any brand of rod or anything but just some of them didn't work but the way I set the hook or whatever, you know, some were just too stiff and I, and I would lose fish. And I'm like, you know, I was talking to Phil one day and he was kind of like, man, you got to kind of, you got to find a rod that works for you, you know? And he, he had went through the same thing where he was trying to use all the same brand, losing fish, that kind of thing. So I just found rods that work good for me for the way I set the hook and, you know, presentation. And, um, that's been, that's been big, man. I got to, a mix of rods. I got Phoenix. I got the Senko sticks for flipping. You know, I got a ton of Dobbins. I think I got a couple I rods. Like I use a bunch, but they're specific and they work. And, you know, it helps with my fish landing.
0: Dude, that's super cool. So that's refreshing, though. Too. Yeah, that, I love that. A lot of guys get yeah, that, really, really so. caught up in like this brand mentality, you know. And, and obviously, if yeah. you're being sponsored, you, you got to do that. Right. And, yeah, but if you're not sponsored and you're out there just fishing man find What works for yep. you Yep, for sure.
1: Yeah, you got to find you got every find rod company's gonna have that perfect rod for That perfect application you're looking for, you know If you go through yeah. enough rods
2: Exactly and I don't think it's same thing. You're not gonna find one that ha- is perfect for How you Set the hook and do it. It just doesn't work for you. Whatever it is. You know what I mean? right so you got to find what, what works for you. The biggest thing is, man, get those fish in the boat. So that's huge. Make sure you got the right rod.
1: Yeah, a fish not getting the boat yeah. is just another fish story, right? Exactly. I try not to have too many of those <laughs> if I can help it. <laughs> yeah. That's all yeah. of us, bud. Well, hey, yeah, man. man,
0: before we let you go, uh, do you have any any yeah. shout-outs, any, any uh, companies to help you out? Anybody that you want to say what's up to uh, it's, it's kind of your time.
2: Um, yeah, so companies, I kind of just started getting into that kind of thing a little bit, you know. It's mainly stuff that I believe in, you know. That's mm-hmm. big. I'm not going to use it or promote it or, you know, try to be on their team if I don't use it. So um, the Senko sticks, for sure. Like, I use his flip, flipping sticks. I have a few other of his rods that I'm kind of messing with a little bit, but he helps me out. Um, yeah, it's called Senko sticks. They're out of Florida. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, you know, he's, he's super cool about it. He lets me still like use other rods that I'm comfortable with. You know what I mean? He doesn't force me to just use his specific rods. He's super cool like that. So, Mm -hmm. um, he helps me out. Um, and then, uh, American bait works. I love throwing frogs. So, um, man, I use the snag proof Bobby's perfect frog, Mm -hmm. um, and their scum frog, um, all that stuff. So American bait works, um, as of right now, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty much it for me. You know, those are the two, the two brands of, uh, that I do use. And of course, like I think my wife, man, she puts up with all my, my fishing <laughs> and all I'm like obsessed with it, uh, so. um, yeah, her, of course. Um, and then just, man, I've, I've had some instrumental people along the way. Like I said, you know, Obity, he's been huge, you know, just always like encouraging me and, and all that stuff, you know, and, uh, all those guys, uh, You know, being able to bounce my info off him and talk to him about things. And there's a bunch of other guys too. And Jamon for taking me out and showing me how to punch, you know, like (laughs) that was huge for me. Like that's what I do now, you know. And and he, I got to say, he was the first guy to take me out and and show me that. So, yeah, those people definitely, man.
1: Man, well, it's really awesome that you're. Go ahead, Ryan. Taking the time to show the respect for the guys that. That brought you into this Cause I I know how important that is And that's It's just cool yeah. for you To just give them a props You know what I'm saying
2: For sure man
1: You know And there was a time When fishing
2: wasn't cool You know And those guys made it cool They made us want to fish And go out You know mm-hmm. So Um Yeah man For sure Yeah They definitely made it cool To fish
0: So Oh we can't thank you enough You I mean this was This was uh and I apologize. I th- I feel like we interrupted you more than we've ever interrupted any guest we've ever had on this podcast. It's because you had us fired me up. Me and Ryan man. both did. Like,
2: yeah. <laughs> hey, it's all good. It felt like we were just talking to us. I wanted. It. I didn't want to just be like me talking the whole time. You know, it's cool. It was like it was a conversation. You know, so. It was all good. Well, man, I had a good time.
0: I I appreciate it, dude, and and thank you for listening. It's always crazy to hear sticks like you actually listen to this thing. Not that I have anything to say. Ryan's got some good things to say, but mostly you've it's, got fantastic. Mostly, things to mostly, say. mostly it's along so it, for the ride. Mostly, yeah. it's guys like you that that you know make. Well, it it is ninety. <laughs> it's ninety five percent guys like you that make this this show run. So thank you, man. I appreciate it.
2: Oh man, no, thank you guys. Hey, and you can learn something from anybody, man. So you got some, you know, some stuff. Um, But I appreciate you guys for sure. I promise you, this is
1: going down as one of my top... Yeah. One of my top three favorite podcasts since I've been doing this with Joel, for sure. No, it's right up there. Oh, that's good. Hey, I'm glad to hear that. I knew it was going to be good. I knew it was going to be good.
0: Hey, I I take all the credit for this one. Yeah,
1: hey, you should. My hat's off to you, bro. Hats (laughs) off to you, Joel. It's all good. Thank you, guys. Hey, let's do this again here in another... Six months, and let's get like a like a wintertime Delta report. That'd be awesome,
2: man. Let's do it. um I'm always available. You guys got to hit me up. I'll be there. I told Joel the first time. I was like, "Oh, I need is an invite." I'm here,
0: man. You're 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 yep. anytime. You're always invited, and and thanks again, man. I appreciate it.
1: We appreciate it. For sure, we appreciate it, buddy. Yep. Thank you, guys. No problem. Yeah. We'll see you later. Hey, go go tend to those little ladies. You got a bunch of them. <laughs> Oh, I'm about to run back there right now.
2: So, yeah. <laughs> all, right,
1: all, right. <laughs> all right. Thank you, guys. See you, man. Thank you. All right. Dude, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, I know you did. You texted me like four times
0: how excited I was. I'm sorry. Well, you know what, though? No, I'm just telling everybody, like, hey. you were super pumped on it. I was, too.
1: Like, I knew it was going to be good. I knew it was going to be But me coming from the side of it, and I'm not saying I, I, I'm no Delta whiz by any means. Of course not. Even close. But... I know when guys, I, I do this for a living, and I know when guys are giving up good info and when they're just telling us the bare minimum. And when guys are willing to literally give tips to help other people out, that fires me up so much. And I don't
0: think there's anything in there that's going to affect the way he fishes or give up the way he fishes. And so he no. was, that, that's the kind of stuff that we want. We're not looking for spots. We're not looking for what exactly he's throwing, what bait he's throwing, where he's throwing it, how even he's throwing it, but... And he gave us enough to, man,
1: just. Dude, s- the yellow braid with punching, that tip right there was absolutely huge. Nobody's ever talked about that. And if you think about it, Joel, it's, it's just the same way that we talk about high visibility braid with throwing a Cinco, right? Because you want to see that mm-hmm. bite. Well, I never thought about that with punching. That never came across my mind. That's huge.
0: SSI, I
1: would say. Oh, what a solid solid individual. Big fan.
0: I am if you don't I am. If, if if you don't much respect. If you don't follow him uh, on Instagram at least, uh it's Hewland Johnson Jr. Look him up. Dude catches him straight up. Um and also like it's just crazy to have guys like that who are actually like supporters and that come on. That guy that that's crazy that a guy that's that good listens to this and the other one was uh was Juan. When I found out Juan listened, I was like, What? Why why? You don't have to. You don't <laughs>
1: you don't have to listen because, to this. Because Because like, you have you have built a great podcast we, and it's no, fun for people we, to we listen have, to.
0: We have, but I originally we started this for people that are like starting out. That are that are amateurs like myself. You know? It's just it's strange to me. But it's yeah. cool what it's cool what it's what it's become and guys actually like guys that are sticks get something out of it that's cool i mean i it's crazy to me though it's still crazy to me it's very humbling it was definitely humbling
1: it's very humbling
0: but everyone better understand that, that this guy over here ryan cook's a, a pro he literally fishes for i a am living. not a pro you fish for a living you're a professional um, i guide I will, for a living i don't gui- like you, the term professional. okay fine but your profession is guiding fishing. So he's he's a pro. I am not, never gonna pretend I am, but I can go out and go fishing and catch a bunch of uh twos. And the obligatory three and a half, which is you all caught I'm, some bigger ones than all, twos today, I three, promise you that much. Three and a half. Every I cannot I think what I had a four point two five this year. I cannot break like a four this year.
1: I've well, caught a ton a of three and a half.
0: I have caught a ton of three and a half. I am over three and a half, man.
1: I love three and a half pounders. I I'll take absolutely them. Love them.
0: I'll take them. If that's all I'm going to be given, I'll take it.
1: Dude, this is a good one. I was, I was. <laughs> I'm, I'm so stoked about yeah. this.
0: I can't wait to, to release this one because it's going to get a lot of good feedback. Thank you to Hewland Johnson again. The man. Brian, you got anything else for these fine people?
1: But I am just leaving this podcast with a smile on my face, and I just, I I very much appreciate people like that, and we need more of them.
0: I agree.
1: And I appreciate the hell out of you.
0: 15%. And I appreciate the hell out of you. And this is a whole different deal now. We got Ryan Cook. I mean... This is our thing. It's not I, I, I use I say I because I like I I appreciate people, but this is really this is our thing. This is not my thing. This is our thing. Speaking of that, uh, I'm going on vacation next week. Ryan's going on vacation, what, two weeks after that?
1: Uh this July seventh, we're leaving.
0: So it's gonna be two weeks after that you're gonna go. So this is probably going to be the last podcast until the week of the hold on a second. Let me pull up my ye old calendar here i leave for hawaii on the 18th um so there won't be a podcast the week of the 20th we'll be back on the 27th and you leave for on the 9th
1: we leave on the 7th and okay, we're coming so back the 14th
0: we'll we'll have a podcast the week of the 27th we'll see how ryan's looking uh the week of the 4th but i'm um, you know there's a lot going on if he's not able to do it um Bear with us. It's the it's the middle of summer. It's the doldrums. Go throw top water, and uh, you you'll survive until until uh yeah mid July. But um, well, if I, I ever
1: what I'm sorry, go ahead. No,
0: I had nothing else to say.
1: If I ever take Diana to Hawaii, guess what island I'm going to take her to? Which one? Kamana on, Wanalea.
0: A- oh, <laughs> that's good. See, guys, i am telling you the other thing. The only other reason to listen to this podcast is great dad jokes. <laughs> hey, tell them hi. Hi. Hey, Diana, what's up?
1: She doesn't have an earpiece in. She just want to say just, hi. Just, uh,
0: well, we said hi. It was great to hear her voice. Great to hear your voice,
1: He you said. Aw. I can imagine what yours sounds like.
0: Yeah, Since I can't hear it. She and so, I ga- at wait, at I this. gave you the other hat. Do you ever wear the, the flat bill or do you not like okay. that one?
1: So, no, I do like the flat bill. I haven't worn it much. I've worn it around town. I haven't worn it out. So you yesterday I had You told the, me you're
0: like, I need that one because my head's too big. And even though no, I... No, and I I'm absolutely
1: having. love it. The problem is I do... So I, I've got like, I literally had to buy a special hat rack <laughs> just just to put it in the room because I, I, I have so many hats. Now, I wear the same have four a pile. or five I have a hat pile.
0: I, I need to know what rack you got because... Laura's like done with my hat. Where'd you buy that hat rack at? Amazon. Amazon Prime. We will send you a link. It's awesome. Amazon.
1: Um, And I do like the flat bill. I will wear it, but I'm, I'm one of those guys like, until the Flex Fit kind of wears out and fades i'm just gonna save the flat bill
0: oh so you like one of those guys like wears a hat until it's like so instead of like mixing through them you'll just use one and just
1: yeah because i i get that that. comfortable to the fit of my head i've got a really weird shaped head i've got a giant head um Mm -hmm. there's not much going on up there but i've got a big head so um like once i find a hat that fits me i kind of just run with it like that's why that spear point hat i I wore forever that flat bill spear point Mm -hmm it just felt so comfortable on my big old giant noggin, you know? Well, you kind of forms to your head. Like that's, that's what you want. Right.
0: And you also, you get some luck from it, especially if you catch a few big ones and you're like, Oh, I'm going to wear this hat for
1: sure. I don't think I got any luck from it, but I still like the hat.
0: Well, <laughs> I thought the same thing about one of those spearpoint hats. Like I had a really great day with it. And then I wore it a bunch and it was like, uh, I don't believe in the luck thing anymore. Um, Side note, if you don't want to give to the Patreon, uh, you can go to the Bass. Report. There's a link there for Amazon links. You can, like, go through there. If you're going to go buy stuff on Amazon, you can just go through that link. If you go through that link and buy stuff on Amazon, it's not going to cost you anything extra. We get a little bit of kickback from that. So if you don't want to give anything to the podcast, <clears throat> but you mm-hmm. want to support us a little bit that way, hey, what the hell? Uh, we have never I've never talked about it. It's up there. I think I've talked about it once, but.
1: I like it. And before I forget, hey Joel, because I'm 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 gonna forget right now. Um, when you're done, can you send me whenever you have time in the mail um, a bass report hat, and I will Venmo you for that. I just had somebody reach out to me, and he wants one. So, or I, I guess I can send them to you, huh? Either way, we'll figure that out after this. Sorry,
0: no, that's fine. Uh, that great reminder. There are still uh, a few left. There's a uh, I think there's like eight left. So then, once these are gone, then I'll. A lot of guys are asking for more of the uh, trucker style, which I'm probably I'm probably only going to do those. So, right. I might do a couple of the flat, maybe like a dozen of the flat bills. But for the right. next order, um, yeah. Once we sell out of the flat bills, uh, we will do another order.
1: On the next order, you should get Laura and Diana. Um, I think they would look super cute in like a pink or Don't a purple. Don't say pink. I dad. knew
0: you were going to say. I knew you were going to say that. Does so Laura funny. not like pink? No, she, of course she does. She okay, wore, well, so does pink. Diana. They would oh, look yeah, adorable in well. pink hats. All right, well, I have to buy a dozen of them, so if all you guys... Oh, shoot. Yeah, so that's if, a dozen if, of time? Oh, if okay. there's a bunch of dudes out there that their ladies want to wear pink bashport uh, hats, I will make that happen. You just hit Or me.
1: if you want to, hey. I mean, I'll, I'll
0: rock one. I don't give a shit.
1: I'll wear a pink bashport. Don't threaten me with a good time. Yeah,
0: I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. All right,
1: that's it. Brother. This was an awesome night.
0: Yeah, I had a, I had a lot of fun. The Sunday night, well Sunday night shindig.
1: Sunday night shindig. I'm going to try
0: to get this one out tonight, to be honest, though. Most of you guys aren't going to hear this until probably Tuesday, if I'm going to be completely honest with you. It's Sunday. I'm going to go hang out um, with my family for the rest of the night. I'm not going to lie.
1: I'm going to hang out with Diana, who, even by though, the way, even in though three I weeks. Have,
0: what was it? What'd I'm you sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Nope. Go
1: ahead. Nope. I totally cut you off. I'm sorry.
0: I don't remember what I was going to say
1: now. <laughs> I said, you? I'm going to go hang out with Diana, who, by the way, in three weeks from now, is going to catch a bigger smallmouth bass in New York than most of you guys out there have. So we're going to set the bar. Or she is. I'm probably going to get scummed.
0: Okay. Well, I cannot wait for that to happen. And Me neither. I better, if I'm not, if I'm not scratching <laughs> off bucket lists uh, a week from now, I'm going to be... Oh, that a
1: boy. I'm going to be upset. I I cannot pumped. Dude, If you don't send me pictures from your vacation, I'm pumped. I'm going to divorce you. <laughs> I'm
0: pumped. I can't wait. You know what I want? I want a big old ahi. I want a big old yellowfin. That's what I want. Good. It's not even. It's Well, you know what? My birthday is. Never mind. I'm not Really? I'm talking about my birthday? We're not doing that.
1: Hey, when is your birthday? No, nah,
0: we're not talking about No, when's it. Well, your birthday? We'll see y'all next time. Goodbye. i want to message Laura.
2: Boy, that escalated quickly.
0: Don't act like you're not impressed.